This is the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 966, my interview with Sean Castrina. We're discussing his new book, Eight Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success. Sean, welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. Great to have you here. I'm excited to be on the podcast. You've, um, you've got a new book, eh? You're, uh, you're pretty uh, prolific with your, your writing. Yeah, I'm always, always writing. I'm always writing a book. I always have one done. Like I have one now that's done. It takes about a six months to get it to get it out on the shelves and all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm always writing. Well, that's not too bad. Six months. It certainly took me a lot longer to to write and publish my last book. Yeah, a year to write it, six months to get it published. That's kind of like the eighteen months from the time it's con- you know I sit down to start writing it. That's about eighteen months for it all said and done. Yeah, nice. And mate, you're um you're an entrepreneur yourself, um, and you help other entrepreneurs with their success too. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's what I write. Everything I write about has to do with you know starting and growing a business. Okay, and and what got you into business? Have you always been an entrepreneur at heart and started off at a young age? What's your story? No, I, you know, I was always motivated by money because we didn't have any growing up. So I was always, but but I was in the generation. You know, if you're over forty, where you know you just go to in America, you, your parents always told you, well, I didn't make as much because I didn't go to college. So to me, the missing step was just go to college. Hmm. So I went to college on an athletic scholarship and was in grad school, had my dream job, newly married, beautiful house, the whole Norman Rockwell thing going. And then um, the company got change in leadership, lost my job overnight. And about that time, I was like, you know, I'm never I, I may work for somebody short term, but I'll never work for somebody and count, you know, be underneath. You know, I won't ever have somebody be able to pull the rug out from under me again, because I, I thought I had as close to a lifetime job as possible. And, and um, didn't, and so I started companies and have been rinsing and repeating for the last twenty-five years. It's a pretty common thread, huh? Yeah, um, to go to the college and or go to university, get the get the degree and get the good job and get the house, the car, the wife, everything. Yeah, and you know, but the thing is, when you think about it, like if you look at like jobs, and I'm a very you know, I, I think I would be a CEO of a company if I stayed at a job. I mean, that's just the way my brain works. You know, I'm, I'm a seek and destroy kind of personality. But if you don't get that, it, it's a slow road. You know, what is it like two and a half percent pay raise a year on average? I mean, you, you're basically locking yourself into a, a lifestyle. Yeah. Where as an entrepreneur, I can make anything I want within, re, you know, I mean, I'd have to take a pay cut to be the to take the president's salary. Think about that. The highest office in the United States of America, and I would have to I'd have to change my standard of living hmm. to take that job. Yeah. It's it's almost a new slavery, isn't it? Working for a job. It, it what is because you have you know, in general you have fixed raises even if things go perfect. And then obviously anything happens, you're the first person to let go. You know, you have very little control when you think about it as an employee. They're they're always trying to downsize, smart size. I mean, all the creative terms involve you not having a job making what you were making. I mean, that is management today. You know, downsizing and smart sizing. Yeah, it seems the way society set up is is to do exactly that to get us in a job and. And sort of uh, whether we, we like to think of it as being stuck in a job or not, um, I guess some people really enjoy their, their jobs. Um, and then and then we live this kind of lifestyle that um, is created to, to keep us there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and some people are wired that way. I mean, my daughter's a school teacher and she has like zero financial ambition. And that that's fine. I don't have that same ambition. Um, but and it's it works for some people. There's some jobs that it works. But hmm. 
you know, you know, I, being an entrepreneur, when you look at, you know, the Forbes wealthiest 400, you know, on our list, of Forbes 400 wealthiest Americans, every single person on that list is an entrepreneur and or the heir of an entrepreneur. Hmm. There's not an employee in any of the 400. So there, there, there's your there's your sign. It says something, doesn't it? What um, what sort of companies have we uh, started up yourself? Yes, I've, so I owned a, a, a digital marketing. Co- I own a digital marketing company now. I own a home contracting company that's like eight companies, and so I own eight of them. And then I've owned a direct mail magazine that did really well. I had that in twenty three cities and sold that in two thousand and eight. So my home service companies are, and my digital marketing company are my current largest asset. In the sense of owning companies, I like service companies hmm. in general. Digital marketing is a service company as well. I love, you know, it's, it's such a simple business model. All you do is you attract a buying customer, you hire someone who can provide that service, and if there's a, a, a margin between the two, then it's an attractive business. Hmm. You know, there's no retail, there's no, it's just so simple. You don't have any dead hours, you have no dead money, you don't have any inventory. Um, it's just, to me, it's as simple as business to possibly start. And service business. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it in any regards, I mean, you could be cleaning houses. Somebody pays you this much, you pay another person this much, whatever the spread is, if it's appealing to you, then that's what you can make. And then it's just cost to acquire customers. The only uh, important, you know, piece of data in that. If you can attract a customer at at a decent price and B, the margin between what you pay people and what comes in is decent. You have a successful business. It's, so you're only talking two factors, two numbers. Well, my brain's small enough to figure that out. <laughs> um, and I guess the two go in hand to hand, eh, with the uh, digital services. I mean, that, yeah, that's about marketing your, 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 your services, your home services. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's the same exact thing. We're just working with small business owners to help them handle their digital marketing. And they, it's basically a fee. And mm. it costs us this much to provide it. And there's a margin between A and B and just keep, you know, if you can acquire customers and the margin's decent, you have a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, mate, there's, there's probably a lot of ears pricking up right now and, and people that listen to this show are certainly that way inclined. They want to set themselves up in life to live a life um, that's more purposeful and meaningful to themselves. And I guess that's for everyone really out there. Um, but a lot of entrepreneurs is what I'm saying. And and being that you're an entrepreneur yourself and you help entrepreneurs, I'm sure they're wanting to ask you a lot of questions. So I've got to try and channel that myself now and, and see what sort of advice and practical takeaways we can give the audience. Um, now, we might just go straight into your book, Eight Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success. Now, starting up is probably a very crucial part of any business. Um, I'm certainly um, having some changes in my own business company right now, and I can probably relate to, to many things there. But what's What's a couple of those key lessons that we can yeah. take away and, and discuss? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's eight fairly important things. And the first thing is, is you need to know why you want to be an entrepreneur in the first place. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is everyone you know, an entrepreneur? Or? And that, yeah. And, and we're not. Like my daughter's a school teacher. She's not an entrepreneur. She doesn't have an entrepreneurial bone in her body. That's how do you, how do you come to realize that? Do you just have to self-reflect? <sighs> Yeah, I think you do. I think you got to look at your wiring and just go. Salespeople are, t- I mean, good entrepreneurs. Now, understand some people just start a business and it's a solopreneur or they're the head technician in their own business and they hold on to it for dear life. And, mm-hmm. and to me, they've just replaced their job with one where they're, you know, they're running their own show. It, it, I, 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 they had an entrepreneurial moment, but they're not an entrepreneur. 
Mm-hmm. And entrepreneur is like, a, you know, we're an addict. We, we're always looking for opportunities. You know, we, we can't get enough of this. Yeah. So we're always looking to grow our business. And, and so some people I think are, you know, they're, they're business owners and that's it. Yeah. So, and you got to decide what you are, but you got to know why you want to do it in the first place. You know, are, are you financially motivated? Do you want to own your own? Do you want to control your own schedule? Do you want to hire your own team? Do you want to limit the size of what you want to do, the scope of what you do? They're all good reasons, and that's fine. And, and so your business will probably reflect that in size and, and or scope. But you need to know why you want to do it because that's going to be your motivator. Yeah. Words, if you want to have the schedule of your dream, like your biggest motivator is I want to, you know, I want to be able to work when I want to work and not when, you know, wh- whatever that case may be. I have a partner that goes on vacation, I think, two weeks a month. And I'm fine with that because nice. 20, 26 weeks that he's here, we make a fortune. But that motivates him. So yeah. when I could parallel something that worked with his why, you know, I want to make good money, but I want to have the freedom to go travel. And I'm like, OK, let's work two weeks. You can go travel two weeks. Let's work two weeks. Let's travel two weeks. Let's create a business that can make that happen. So I think it's important that you have your why. Number two, I, I think you need to just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. Hmm. OK, so you need to vet your business idea. You know, the, yeah. the idea of that's what I like about a business plan, because it kind of hits number two and number three of my unbreakable rules. You, you need to test the idea. You need to, you know, is it a good idea? Do, do, you, do other people want it in a, in a big enough scale where you can attract them? And, and is there profit margins in there? So, you know, you got to test that idea just because you think it's a good idea doesn't mean it's a good idea hmm. number three you got to put together a plan I mean, what is your plan for your company if your goal is to replace your income well that's fine then divide it divide it devise a plan that you know you're the lead technician and maybe you have an assistant who answers the phones and does the paper whatever it is draw out how you see this company working draw out your plan where do you see it five years from now what will it take to get there hmm. the planning is a critical part of anything really isn't it the day all the business in, in anything you know if you fail to plan you plan to fail I yeah. think the quote is and i tell people you know if, if i gave you a free vacation i said Here, here's ten thousand dollars you get a free vacation you probably wouldn't get in your car and or run down to the airport you'd probably sit down with a partner and go well where do we do we want a summer vacation or a winter vacation yeah who are we going to bring with us is this a romantic vacation or is this an activities-based vacation yeah do we want to be at the beach? Do we want to go skiing? You know, you just put a little bit of time and some thought into it. And I'm just telling you, do the same thing for a business. Yeah, you work backwards from there, the plan, the testing, because you, you've, you've tested it before. You've gone on holidays before. You know what it's like. You know what you like and don't like. Exactly. And then you, you're so, probably very much aligned with, with your uh, the reason for travel and what you like to see. Exactly. So you're probably going to have a better vacation. You probably have a better business if you do a little bit of planning. Mm. Number four is you got to protect yourself and your business. You know, in the United States, being incorporated is, is a good idea because it, it keeps you from being personally liable, liable for some things and patents and trademarks and partnership agreements. And just you got to protect yourself. You got to build a moat around yourself personally. Mm. So that you don't, you know, get yourself into trouble because you failed to do, you know, again, patents and trademarks and partnership agreements and things of that nature. It's more the legal side of things than you really got to. Exactly. You're just trying to protect yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's not a lot of things you have to do, but there's a few. You think what that Nike logo is worth. Well, that's it's a trademark. Okay. It's a, it's a good thing to have. You think what the Coca-Cola recipe is for Coca-Cola. That's, you know, that's a pretty good patent. Hmm. 
Yeah. You know, there's some the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and through in our, you know, whatever. These are very valuable things. Yeah. Okay. So you have to guard those. Um, uh, you know, you need to build a successful team. Who's going to be on your team? What do you need to get this business off the ground and get it sustained to grow it to different levels? Example, Facebook was an idea. It seemed like a good idea, but didn't make any money until Sharon Sandberg, his COO, got involved. I mean, she figured out how to monetize the business. You take her out of the equation and whatever. We look at like Apple's perfect example. Apple is an incredible company, obviously, but the growth of when Steve Jobs' death to now is about eightfold. So, you know, Tim Cook, an employee, is the one, you know, got, it's at a trillion dollars under his watch. Hmm. Bill Gates stepped down. Microsoft was worth about $140 million. And now, it, 2019, it was the most valued company in the world for a short period there at a billion. So Steve Ballmer was an employee. And what, you can see that what I'm getting at is that, hmm. for, you know, your team is quite important. You're pretty integral to it, hmm. Yeah, Apple's transition and Microsoft. I mean, you know, which we got Facebook being profitable was, you know, employees, high level employees, great team members that, that did that. At number six, you know, marketing is not optional. If you cannot attract customers and sell them, you will be out of business. That's a guaranteed, that's a statistic you can count on. This you can take to the bank. If you cannot attract customers, you will be out of business. If yeah. you cannot sell customers, you will be out of business. That is just a fundamental fact. So, you know, your, your ability to market your company, and that's why you want to beta test. See what it's going to cost for you to acquire a customer before you launch it. You, you know, and, and online now you can do that. So it's so easy to beta test things. So you want to do that. Number seven is, you know, you got to know your numbers. You got to know, you know, you got to know what, okay, what's my profit margins? What's my cost per day to be in operations? What does it cost me to, per week to be in business? How much of a runway do I have? you know, to get start bringing in money into this company. Just, just, you, there's some critical numbers every business has. And you need to know what yours is. And then finally, you know, keep learning. Learn from experience, learn from failures, learn from mentors. You know, you got to keep learning if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. So that's a real quick, you know. A glimpse into your book. Yeah, I took you through the express lane of, of the eight unbreakable rules for business startup success. And the good news is, is that you can actually, I'm going to give it to you for free, the digital version. Um, that's when you know you own a lot of successful companies, when you can give away the book you're promoting. So if you go to SeanCastrina.com, you can get the digital version of that book today. No, just, just go there and you'll get a copy of it for free. SeanCastrina.com, guys. Check it out. We'll be in the show notes here. So why? What's your why, Sean? Uh, why? Mine is A, I don't want to be poor. B, I don't want to ever have anybody control uh, my job. Tell me I can't work tomorrow or can't make a living. I don't want anybody to ever have that level of control. Um, I love building teams. I love the creativity of starting a business, putting all the pieces in place. You know, there's so many mm. whys for, for me. Where a job I don't – again, maybe if I was a CEO or second in line, maybe that would feed my food. There's a few jobs that might interest me. I wouldn't mind being the commissioner of the NFL or – I wouldn't mind running the UFC. Dana White's doing a great job, though, I, so I don't think I'd take his job. There's a few jobs being funny yeah. that I think are yeah. great, but those guys are getting paid pretty good money. Yeah. <laughs> Dana White got, what, $400 million when he sold 
his portion of the UFC and he gets 9% of profit now. And, and I think the NFL commissioner gets like 44 million a year in lifetime use of a private jet. So yeah, there's a couple jobs that interest me, but other than that, I want to own my own, <laughs> my own thing. Yeah. Own your own thing. Gotcha. There's a lot of um, parts to each of those eight, um, eight uh, skills that you mentioned or eight parts um, to, to successfully running a business. Um, and I, and I feel like, like reading it, looking at myself, you know, there's a few people, there's a few parts of that, that I really enjoy myself. Um, and then there's a few parts of that, that I will absolutely suck at. I mean, how, and again, that probably comes to your team, I guess is what your answer is going to be, but what parts do you enjoy and, and how have you, uh, as a starting up business and a smaller entrepreneur, um, you know, you may not have that team around you. What's your advice there? Cause some people say, we'll just go in and learn it. I'm sort of too impatient to learn everything so i sort of try and figure it out yeah i mean you may get it off the ground but you're not going to take it i mean mark zuckerberg's a pretty smart guy but he couldn't figure out how to make money doing it Hmm. so uh you know i always look at bill gates is a pretty smart guy but he had a partner in paul allen steve jobs pretty smart guy but he took care of the sales steve wozniak created the computer yeah um so so you know, you're just, you're naturally can do so much your ability to bring on people. That's going to be what scales it. That takes it to the next level. I mean, we're all limited. So yeah, you may get it off the ground. You just, you have to be on a constant talent search Hmm. because what will take your company to the next level before any other thing will be the talent you hire. I mean, that is the missing, that is the missing ingredient. Yeah. And And it is in every company. Yeah. Your ability to scale it and to, you know, to make it a, you know, an incredible company, it's going to be the human power you got inside that building or within your organization. So you get it launched yourself, but then you constantly got to be on a talent search. Yeah. And maybe you got to partner with somebody. Maybe there's somebody that's so talented that you don't have the money to pay them. So you need to bring them in as a partner. I always said I'd rather have 50% of a lot than 100% of a little. Yeah. Yeah. What's um? What's I mean? Again, this is probably a hard answer for you to a hard question for you to answer because you're you're so far in. But going back to starting up your first business or first businesses, what was some of the fears that you remember? Um, and and the reason why I ask that question is because I I know that hiring a team member um, it's quite you know that can be quite fearful. You know, I it's like I don't get that scared. I mean, I I don't like failing in general. You know, just in anything. So I don't think anyone my, does. Yeah. yeah, that's just my competitive nature. So, you know, the idea that you start a business, everybody kind of knows you're starting a business and you can fail. You know, no, I don't think anybody likes that, but the upside when it's successful. Like when I go into a business now in my area, most people know who I am. Hmm. They know I own a very successful company. It's like, I, it's funny. I even went to go see my dentist today and, and it was dealing with something he, he, he said well i saw that i had you on my schedule this morning so i already knew you'd want to do a b c and d like he goes i know your personality type <laughs> like i know you want to get in you want to get out you want, you know it, you know when when you build something like that it's so rewarding like employees that you know send their kids to college and buy homes because you had an idea and you took action on it i mean that to me is that's what turns me on you know the most is you, i take an idea and I turn it into something that, you know, feeds people, uh, you know, gives people, you know, again, educates their kids and they buy homes and, and all that. So that I think that that's what I enjoy the most in it is the ability to take an idea and execute on it. That's absolutely what I enjoy the most. Starting something from nothing. 
an idea. I absolutely, yeah. I love taking something from my Z, uh, from idea to execution because everybody thinks they got a good idea, and you yeah. probably do. But it's the execution. Without execution, an idea is is nothing. It's you know, it's that dusty book sitting on the shelf. So you're a man of action. Where do, where do you get these ideas from? I mean, is it, is, it, is there something in your day that you do to try and observe and, and generate um, ideas? Do you have reflection now, time? I, I mean, I look for constant improvements. But but just here, I'll give you guys a real quick one, two minutes on how to get come up with good business ideas. Number one is, what's the last? When's the last time you had a problem that needed to be solved? Solve a problem. Most businesses solve a problem. Yeah. I can't sleep. Okay, I you know I'm I'm gaining weight. Um, I, I I got a timeshare I can't get out of. I have tax problems. I need to get out. Solve a problem. Next time you have a problem, if see how many people had it. How did you solve it? My my best businesses were solving problems. My digital marketing company was solving a problem. My uh, my home service companies were solving a problem. So solve a problem. Second, find something that meets a need or a want. What do people need and what do they want? It's pretty simple. Hmm. Need, want. What entertains people? If you can figure out a way to get people, you know, get a gathering of people, uh, you have a you have potential there for a business. Um, they're the simple, you know, the most simple ways to look at at businesses, and you just need to have a big enough market demand, yeah, that are willing to pay for it, and that's that's the business end of it. But your ideas are very simple. Again. They're, they typically solve a problem, meet a need or a want, or entertain people. Yeah, that's the, that's the, they, that probably makes up eighty percent of businesses right there. And it's you say it's simple, but I mean for a lot of people, it's it's probably not that simple. You know, for you, it probably yeah. might seem simple. Well, here, I, okay, this is where I think you can look at my first business was a car detailing business because I worked. I when I lost my job, I got into insurance sales, and I was like, well, what would it be great if we can get our cars cleaned in the parking lot, like right over in the corner, like if the water was here, everything was here. Like while I was in this meeting, my car got cleaned. Well, that's you know now everybody, oh, that's a detailing business. Twenty five years ago, people weren't doing it like that. Yeah, they would pick your car up and take it to their shop, clean it, and bring it back, and it took all day. Yeah. I, I I speeded I added speed to the process. I made it simpler. Well, I never cleaned a car. I set that business up, just set it up, still sold insurance. I made thirty five thousand dollars passive at twenty five years old. I knew right then I had the formula to make money. I knew right then I could print money. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could do I could rinse and repeat that. Okay. So I, I started a direct mail company does really well I learned that because I had to figured out how to make the phone ring with the with the detailing company so I needed a home office again none of these are sexy ideas but I'm in a 9,000 square foot house right now with 10 bathrooms and my car and Jay-Z would take my garage okay so I wanted a handyman to to just turn my dining room into a home office because we just had a child and I, you know it's hard to have your selling mojo when you got a chandelier over your head I, I couldn't get anybody to do it. I could not. I lived in a very expensive neighborhood. Could nobody could refer to me a good handyman. I listen. I couldn't assemble a three-piece birdhouse if you did the first two pieces for me. So I started a handyman company. That handyman company became a million-dollar company within three years. Hmm. Okay, I've rinsed. I've created eight of those handyman companies that make me. You know, we we bring in about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a week. Hmm. A week. In a town of sixty thousand, yeah, yeah, I'm not living in like a massive city, 
Okay, well, I had a digital marketing problem. I had no idea how to, you know, I understood traditional marketing, but then internet was getting, you know, it was huge. I didn't know anything about Facebook, how to run all that stuff. Yeah. So I started a digital market. I partnered with somebody who helped me with my digital marketing, and then we created our own company. In other words, I, none of my ideas are earth shattering. I had needs. I partnered with people that helped me solve them. And I turned them into companies. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's been nice. the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah. And again, it makes it sound simple, but the simple ideas that, you know, with the right, I guess, a little bit of knowledge and, and action, I guess you're an, a man of action. Yeah, I'm a man of action, but I partnered with people that understood the industries I was getting into. I don't, I don't, I didn't understand construction. I didn't understand, dig, I couldn't spell digital marketing. I don't think I could, literally, I, this is amazing. I'm verified on Facebook, okay? I have been on Facebook two times in the last decade. Hmm. Decade. And I own a digital hmm. marketing company. My point is, is that you don't have, if you partner with people, you'd be shocked what you can do in business. My motto is I'd rather have 50% of a lot than 100% of a little. I said that once, but that has been my superpower over the yeah. last 25 years. I, I'm a man of action. I can definitely get that business off the ground. But one of those key components is partnering with somebody who understands the industry I'm going to get into. And that's, that's you know, I guess real good advice. A lot of people are probably scared of, of giving out, you know hiring someone and, and giving up a percentage of, of what their potential earnings are and and don't have that longer term mindset you got to think long term and you got this is the key if you understand this one mathematical formula i'm going to give you one plus one equals done in business now think one plus one equals done sean castorino my execution my ability to market you know to get a business off the ground plus one other person who will work the day-to-day -day of that business and understands the industry will be a successful company most of you out there that's you're just missing that one other person yeah hire the team it is and it's only needs to be a two-person team i'm not asking you to turn it into a you know a 10-person team but a two-person team real real quickly here listeners I'm going to give you 10. I'm going to run the what, what has in common Tesla, Uber, PayPal, Microsoft, Apple, um, Berkshire Hathaway. I keep going. I can go all the way. Grubhub. I, I can keep going. Every mm -hmm. one of those businesses were a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. So the smartest entrepreneurs, I mean, Elon Musk, okay? The, the smartest people, Jack Dorsey, Twitter, I, I mean, Facebook, I can keep going. Instagram, they're all. Every company I just mentioned was a partnership. Yeah. Warren, Warren Buffett, the greatest investor to breathe oxygen, has a partner. They're, they're, you know, when I, success <laughs> leads, leads, you know, leaves clues. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're probably quite busy, I, I assume, but maybe you're not. Maybe you've got time in your day where you, you chill out and play golf. I'm not sure, but is there oh, I any? I do. I absolutely you do? play golf, tennis. I, my whole business model is not killing myself that's why i partner yeah yeah so what is your what is your daily routines look like like do you have anything that uh, you believe contributes to your success in in your business yeah. life i you know i think you're you know like i talked about i i think a couple things is you got to control your morning and i think every successful person will tell you that mm. my morning i guard like oxygen i want to get up i want to think i want to read a little bit i want to review my day i want to know my main events uh, you know, what goes into my brain is important to me. I want to have clear focus on what's ahead of me that day. What's the one thing I got to get done that I'll have the highest payoff? What do I need to delegate? What do I need to follow up on? So successful people control their mornings.
Hmm. They typically get up a little bit earlier. They don't get up in a in a frenzy. They don't react to the day. They dictate the day. Yeah. Morning routines, very powerful. I agree. Controlling that morning is, is essential to me. And I find myself, if I don't have that, the, the day's chaos for me. It's, it it, it just is. I want to blueprint my day. I want to blueprint my get week. Upset. On Sundays, I blueprint my week. I know I, I don't want to put too many things on one day because, you know, I, as I get older, I, my energy is limited. I mean, I yeah. know that. And I'm a high energy guy, but I know that I have times in the day where I'm at my best. Well, that's why I want to have my highest level meeting things that require my best focus. Mm. So I want to I want to construct my week and my time and my schedule where I'm at my optimum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, I love it. I know there's lots more in your work um, that people can read about and they can pick up a copy for free on your website, seancastrina.com. So it's right there on that first page, guys. Press it, download it, and you can read it. Sean, any final bits of advice? You know, just... The good news is if you start a business, even if it fails, statistically, the second one's going to succeed. Think about that. So I'm going to give you advice. Start a business. Start it with the least amount possible. Start like a micro version of your business. Yeah. Think of like a pup tent, not a dream house. Hmm. Just try to get something going that you can learn from and then kind of you can innovate, make some changes from it. I'm not telling you to go all in. Just try to get try to earn a dollar in a business. That's my challenge to you. Just something where you earn one dollar, because you can't earn ten dollars till you earn one dollar. And you'll figure this thing out. You'll figure it out. It it isn't rocket science. There's no any. I'm the most average intelligence human being on the planet, but I will, I will stay on a bone like a dog. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm not letting go of it. I'm going to persist. And if you have that, if you have that, you can do this thing. Yeah, you know, this, this, it ain't rocket science. I think a few listeners out there are going to be a little bit pumped and excited about the conversation. Very inspired, yeah. mate, and um, hopefully they can. I was going to say one other thing. If you want to, kind of the way I teach business, I'm short in these quick intervals. I'm the host of the Ten Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. And I say that because anybody who listens to podcasts is listening to ten of them. Well, mine's only ten minutes long, and and I teach you actually how to start and grow a business in mine. I'm I'm a teach teaching is what I like. Give me a you know legal pad and a pen, and I'm going to outline for you how to market. And I teach that on my podcast. So the Ten Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, it's top fifty in you know over fifty countries in in, in its category. So it's it'll do you well to listen to it, and it's free. That's good. Good bit of advice. Free advice. Sean, thank you. Guys listening out there, um, check it out at thehiddenwire.com. This is episode 966 with Sean Castrina. Cheers, and until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Wire, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to the Hidden Wire podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwire.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. 
You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Manutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.